Ding dong. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda K. Holstein. Coming at you from out here in the wonderful town of mystery somewhere in East Texas. Let's take a moment to gather our thoughts and to take a deep breath. So yesterday, or on the last episode, it's still today here, on, on Psalm 68 episode, I started talking about reawakening the Western mysteries without being attached to dogma. And I used the phrase, take what you want and leave the rest. And so that's kind of where we left things. We talked about um, the Ten Commandments and how we don't really need them but that what one might really be interested in looking into is a greater wisdom, which is like a broader understanding of the world is like a gnosis of both the dark and the light, the black and the white, and all the colors and the grays in between, and that it's like beyond the duality. It's the interconnectedness of all things. It's the notion that God is one, but not in counting. And so yesterday I did a little bit of defense of the Western mysteries. And then now I would like to broaden my defense about the spiritual world and spiritual practice in general. I want you to know that you can practice whatever you want and that you can take what you want from different mysteries, including like books of poetry. And so... Some people say like spiritual but not religious and then like, you know, super religious people can sometimes be like, oh, well, you need the structure. And I'm not so sure that I agree with that as a necessary truth about the world. I would say the importance of church is to be connected with a fellowship, is to be a part of the body. And that the rituals and sacraments are and can be important. They do have um, significance. But a lot of times those rituals and sacraments are divorced from like the deeper metaphysical feelings or like notions of like what it actually means. And so then it just becomes like a thing that you do, which actually still has power. Um, And so like, you know, some agnostic might say like that the church is like too ritual ritualistic and then somebody from the church is like you know but you need the church and so I think that you can do whatever you want this is my position and I don't think that you have to be married to the western traditions either actually it really um when people talk about cultural appropriation in terms of spiritual matters, I start to feel the negativity that they're projecting just by saying that word. I can feel it in my heart, the like hostility. And I just want to say like, I love you. And then also say that if anybody is shouting cultural appropriation in terms of spiritual matters, that it's actually a really good indication that that person isn't doing the work. Because nobody holds a, nobody, nobody owns the spirit world 
The spirits come to us and reveal themselves to us in ways that are needed for us. So I've had Ganesh like show up for me, like Ganesh came to me and you know, nobody has ever given me shit really. I had one person who gave me shit about it, but this was like a really negative person in general. So then we kind of start to see like the themes, right? Or even like Native American practices. I will be so bold as to say that I consider myself a Native American, a Native Texan. I come from this land. My family for generations has been here. Nobody owns a monopoly on the spirit world. I have a heritage of Western tradition But guess what? I can also go outside and talk to a tree. And that's not cultural appropriation to connect with the spirits of the land. I'm also part of that. And that I listen rather than demand. And that's sort of like, you know, I I don't have anybody teaching me Native American traditions or what one should or shouldn't do but I don't need that because the spirits teach me I mean so if anybody's I just want to reiterate you know just shouting a cultural cultural appropriation that it's really just an indication that that person hasn't done the work nobody owns the trees Nobody owns that little blade of grass that's coming out of the concrete. And if you want to connect to more nature type spirituality, all you have to do is go outside. I guarantee you that your neighborhood and Montrose and Edo, the little plants that grow from the cracks, the trees, they know you already. It's just a matter of how much you want to connect with them and how much you want to listen. You don't need to live out in a forest, in the desert. You can just talk to a flower or like sit in the grass, stand barefoot, take in the breeze, all of these elements have such wisdom to them and nobody owns it so you can be exactly the way that you are and I love you regardless and I also love Psalm 68 this is a great one if a man or woman or non-binary or whomever you as an individual person and also part of the one if you were to be considered a libertine which i had to look up a person who behaves without moral principles or sense of responsibility so if that's you then psalm 69 (laughs) hell yeah yeah. (laughs) then psalm 69 is for you so if you (laughs) if you're dying to 69 with anything that walks by um and maybe you've given up some of your moral principles and sense of responsibility along the way 
then Psalm 69 is for you. Alrighty, so here we go. This is another long one that I thoroughly enjoy. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. I am weary with my crying, my throat is dry, my eyes fail while I wait for my God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They are mighty who would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully. Though I have stolen nothing, I still must restore it. O God, you know my foolishness and my sins are not hidden from you. Let not those who wait for you, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed because of me. Let not those who seek you be confounded because of me, O God of Israel. Because for your sake I have borne reproach, shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. Because zeal for your house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that became my reproach. I also made sackcloth my garment, I became a byword to them. Those who sit in the gate speak against me, and I am the song of drunkards. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, in the acceptable time. O God, in the multitude of your mercy, hear me in the truth of your salvation. Deliver me out of the mire and let me not sink. Let me be delivered from those who hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the flood water overflow me, nor let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut its mouth on me. Hear me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. Turn to me according to the multitude of your tender mercies, and do not hide your face from your servant, for I am full of trouble. Hear me speedily. Draw near to my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before you. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them, and their well-being a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation upon them and let your wrathful anger take hold of them. Let their dwelling place be desolate. Let no one live in their tents. For they persecute the ones you have struck and talk of the grief of those you have wounded. Add iniquity to their iniquity, and let them not come into your righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living, and not be written with the righteous. But I am poor and sorrowful. Let your salvation, O God, set me up on high. 
I will praise your name, O God, with a song, and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull which has horns and hooves. The humble shall see this and be glad, and you who seek God, your hearts shall live. For the Lord hears the poor and does not despise his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell there to possess it. Also the descendants of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it.